2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Can you see it? Did you know this? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! moment's notice at on to the line Hughes throws in this take first career NHL goal
1: Quinn Hughes makes
0: it 1-0 you're listening to Canucks Conversations Quinn Hughes the reporter here like
2: yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together.
2: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Burl steals, cutting in, shoots, snores. Yeah.
0: Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks conversation delivered to you by the great folks at
1: DoorDash. Jeez. Ding dong. Jeez. Camera's a little off, eh? Holy cow. Oh my gosh, who set that up? Well, I wanted to include the blue skies, because remember, normally I say, it normally cuts off. You, you did a great the job. You definitely got the
0: sky. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> nailed it with the sky there, Lots Chris. of sky in there. Okay, DoorDash, promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That would get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. High above a crooked Rogers Arena today. Whoa. It is the Canucks Conversation Podcast.
1: Shots fired, eh? Crooked team over there, running everything. They're running down there. Roger no, that Zareno. was a oh, shot okay. at you
0: for the crooked camera. Well,
1: speaking up, look at you, jeez, Louise. How about fit? How about quad this camera?
0: Well, we switched. To, we switched, and I wasn't ready for it. Whoops! <laughs> I don't even have my light on.
1: Okay, hot start. Uh, how was your weekend, buddy? Um, busy. Lots of hockey. Um, but I'm in the groove. Season's going in the groove. Was out in Abbotsford on Saturday night. Um, here in Vancouver at Rogers Arena on Friday night. Big win against the Penguins. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, but Abbotsford was fun. It was a nice Diwali night out there. Um, and they had a huge game on Friday. So big, big win for them. And then a shootout loss on Saturday night. But uh, some interesting stuff. We'll chat Abbotsford a little later. What about you? You went, uh, you're out partying probably, eh? That's right. You're young kids at now, Halloween weekend. That You guys, you're young. You go out on Saturday of Halloween weekend now? That's the, the party night? Yeah. You don't go out on a Monday night. No? Nope. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know anybody going out tonight. Oh yeah, they're growing. Alex, he's taking the the kids. Well, are yeah, if the
0: kids taking your kids trick or treating is different than what we were just talking about. That
1: was my. I remember my first uh, high school party was Halloween because it's like it's a pretty early in the school year at yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah. Halloween, yeah.
0: You know, Halloween costume you want to show everybody.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, what's your uh, what's the best costume you've ever worn in your oh, life? Oh,
0: geez. Well, my nono and I go as nudists on strike every year, so that's yeah. that like the best costume I've old, ever eh? had. I don't know. No, it doesn't. We've done it every year. Cause I didn't wear a costume from the time I was like 15 to 19. Probably. Yeah.
1: Started doing, so it you were a nudist for those ones.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, started wearing a costume again when I turned about 20, I think I'd want to say. So your but favorite, that's your favorite. Honestly, my favorite right now, I, I should have had a picture of it, but the girlfriend and I went as Pedro and Napoleon dynamite from mm. Napoleon dynamite. And that's probably my favorite costume that I've really? ever had. Yeah.
1: Your first couple's costume, right? Would it be? Yeah, it yeah. would. It would be. Yeah. Cool. Other than the one I do with my non-no. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair,
0: too. <laughs> Alex, I
1: got mine. I won, uh, this is from 2002. Best costume at Harewood Elementary. Best costume. I won the whole school. The best costume. Oh, wow. So this is me as Poliwhirl, the Pokemon, uh, in 2002. So I would have been nine years old in this one. And what you can see here, it's a hula hoop. A big hula hoop with a blue tarp around it. And then my mom, like, I don't know how she did. She painted it on, I guess, like the rest of the poly world. You were nine? Yeah.
0: Your arms look like a
1: grown I know. Man. I got hair on my arms. <laughs> looks
0: look like, at that hall of it candy. It looks like you had a drama teacher come up and put his arms through you and do okay. that game. the You know, the arms game. Those I are a grown game man's, Those are a grown man's arms. I, was, I was
1: a big nine-year-old. Yeah. But look smokes. at, back in the day, quads, you won't know this, but back in the trick-or-treating days, this is what I used to go. Before- because pillowcases became a thing in like the early 2000s. This is what you rolled around with trick or treating in the very early 2000s. What, a metallic bowl? A metallic bowl. You walk around with the bowl. That's what you do. Well, that's what that's, I did, that's obviously. That's crazy.
0: I never, I never, this did was my, this was costume
1: either. of the, this is the costume of my life. I think I want to c- recreate this down the road.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? Like I, sh- I should
1: absolutely do this again <laughs> because this was the best costume. It was so hard. Obviously, it c- couldn't fit through doors wearing this costume. <laughs> But uh, this is my number one. Won the Harewood Elementary, Uh, the whole thing. Best in the school. For good reason.
0: For good reason. Yeah. Jarhead's
1: in here asking me about uh, Lockwood and Samuel. I went with Samuel. And I, that didn't pay. And that was,
0: you know what? That was partly my bad. I messaged you. I'm a big football guy. Now I messaged you. I told you to put Curtis Samuel in your lineup. Yeah, Lockett, it. I was watching the Seahawks game when Lockett caught the TD pass. My first thought was
1: tough week. Oh, Favor's not gonna like no, that. I had a bad. T- I had a real bad week. My team's been falling apart. Anyways, nobody, also, nobody Mal, Mal Marvel jumped in the chat and said, "Pillowcases has been used forever." No, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think he went with the metallic bowl before.
0: I don't think that everybody true. had
1: one of those bowls back in the day. Yeah. That was your popcorn. You'd get two bags of popcorn, put it in there. Your parents put you down with the, put you downstairs with the TV, you'd watch Jumanji and then you'd have a two liter pop and that's it. That's it. Your parents wouldn't care about you for the whole night. You
0: think this is the experience of everybody? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. On that note, let's, uh, let's move to the Canucks here. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks pick up another win. They're most, hold up Alex. Another win. Their their most commanding victory of the season Definitely their best performance of the season, right? Like, we spent time. We talked about the Seattle game and how it was like, okay, they won, they showed a little more effort. Carolina, they lose, they showed more effort. But. Really against Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh's, You know Pittsburgh's having troubles of their own. They've lost four straight. They lost, lost Seattle the night uh, night after they lost to Vancouver. And Mike Sullivan was not happy, as Kevin Woodley said when he joined the show. Uh, Mike Sullivan was not happy with his team after their Alberta uh, two game losing streak, their first two regulation losses of the season. Team's gone zero four in their past four. That ain't good. Oh, so things are things are wrong. Things are bad in Pittsburgh right now. But the not Canucks here, still... not in Vancouver. The Canucks still had a complete effort against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was really interesting because we've heard a lot. It's been thrown out there. Friedman threw it out uh, on 32 Thoughts on Saturday night um, about, you know, management telling players that basically, hey, if there are going to be changes, it's not just going to be Bruce, and there's going to be some players that are going to be held accountable, either waived uh, was what we heard, or traded. Uh, You need to basically get going here. And sure enough, the players came out and did that, Um, you know, it was kind of... I don't know. like I think that's what you should be doing, right? like I know there were some fans on Twitter that had a problem with that because they were like, oh, well, they were telling some experienced guys that they'd get waived. And, you know, like, again, not to speculate too much, but you can kind of guess which players those would be. It would be kind of those guys in the middle six, probably, sure. uh, that are NHL players in their minds and haven't played like it this year. And, you know, the the list kind of goes on, but there's obviously some guys that you wouldn't wave down uh, and send down to the minors. So... Again, not going to speculate too much, but my point here is that like those guys got a wake up call. It kind of seemed like, and again, the whole team kind of rallied around that. It seemed like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it it started on Thursday night with the team coming out and you know fighting for you know their team. I think that's, that's literally the veterans came through, and then you saw it in the game against the Penguins. I mean, Tanner Pearson kicked off the scoring, uh, on, you know, on that right after that second power play, they were moving the puck extremely well, uh, and the goal came after the power play expired, but. Um, I thought that second power play looked good. Another one that's kind of led by veterans, Tanner Pearson being the one that scored. Uh, but Horvat ends up adding two more goals in the game. He's been a lot better uh, through the you know last few games here for the Canucks, and obviously helps big time in those two wins because Menko gets the goal as well. So, yeah, a lot of lot of good going on right now. But I mean, it's it's only two wins. They still lost their first seven. There's still a lot of work to be done uh, for this Canucks team before they can get into a playoff conversation. But right now, things things are feeling pretty good. Uh and I think we're about to get some even more good news here moving forward. Uh, do you want to talk about the practice? Anything else from the game before yeah, I get into on. some
0: notes? Cuz I said all last week we were talking, you know, people are talking yep. about Connor Bedard and stuff and I said the turnaround's coming. Looks like the turnaround's here. And now you see a performance like that against Pittsburgh and you know, New Jersey's one of the best teams in the league right now. They're finally getting the goaltending in New Jersey. Again, I don't know how sustainable it is with Mackenzie Blackwood, but they're getting the goaltending right now. They're a very fast team that the Canucks have already had trouble with in the past. I think, what, Quinn is 0-3 on the Battle of the Hughes Brothers? Yeah. 0-3? Come Maybe on. 4. If he, it, might be, it might be 4. Anyways, my point here is that, yeah, the turnaround's coming, but I think, you know, it's fun to say, oh, yeah, they won a game, they looked good against Pittsburgh, but I think the question now has to become, and even not now, I think it was you were questioning effort levels before. You're saying, well, if you had that in you... What, what went on in the first seven games mm-hmm. like what was with the lack of effort and and you know not being able to close out games these blind passes that you know are just silly mental mistakes yeah. right like you have to start asking that and then again if it ends up coming back to yeah because that just doesn't just disappear no it doesn't. after two
1: wins that doesn't just disappear out yeah of the you game. can't
0: you can't you're, you're again but I still I'm gonna keep the philosophy and I know they're gonna go on the heater and I understand they're probably gonna make this interesting. I stand by what I said uh, in the earlier parts of the season where it was, okay, you got a really deep top end of the draft here. If you can get one of these top three top five picks in this draft, you gotta go for it, and there's really not not much harm and you know your players had a horrible start to the year, so move some guys out, you know, kind of regroup for the next year. but again, we're kind of seeing it again. And this is what we kept saying is this is coming. We're seeing these guys, you know, come out, turn it around. They're going to play it, whatever, whatever point pace they have to play at. It's going to be over a hundred just to make the playoffs. And again, like it's not crazy to think that they're going to come up just short of the playoffs again. And then here we go next
1: year. Right. And again, that's why you talk about these seven games. Exactly. This this team still has that in it.
0: And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to downplay the Canucks win, but I do just want to say that, you know, Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here and say, oh, well, the seven games, we can forget about that. Because it, it's happened too many years. It's happened too many years where you've seen it from this core, where you've seen it from this the c- roster as it's currently constructed, where you've seen them just come out and have way too many flat performances. And again, for this team, it all came at the start of the year. And we don't know if it's going to stop. I'm just saying that no matter what, like the turnaround's coming, sure. It looks like the turnaround's coming. No matter what. Don't
1: forget those first seven games. That's all I'm going to say. You know what? And I think like you said, even if they run at like 100-point pace for the rest of the season, you aren't going to be able to forget about those first seven games because if you run at 100-point pace right now, you're still not making the playoffs because of what happened in those seven games. So um, some very different different comments here in the chat. Jarhead and Darth uh, Canuck, they're saying, yeah, they've played well, but everyone is beating Pittsburgh. Canuckle uh, head in here. What's good? Canucks nation longest win streak of the season. Let's freaking go. We're going to the finals, baby. So some different looks in there. Also people commenting on it. Uh, Lisa brings up one that does uh, come to mind. Now that I think about it, the McDonald's happy meal bucket used to get that go trick or treating with that. And then the pumpkin ones from Walmart Those when you're, but I tell you, I grew up when I, I grew up in a trailer park when I was really young, when I was, uh, when I was young in the trailer park that I lived in a lot of old people, but they loved trick or treating. So I'd go around and there's probably only like maybe 10 kids in this whole trailer park where there was like 200 trailers. There was, this was a big trailer park and they would be like, oh, like come back later and, and we'll give you more candy. So we would do this loot. I'd be coming back with gar- like four garbage bags. Like my brother and I together, we'd have four garbage bags of chocolate. It was ridiculous because nobody trick or treated there, but it was a, just a hotbed of candy. All these old people wanted to give out the candy. Had it good back then.
0: That that does sound like a good trick or treating time.
1: Hey, Bag Milk's going to join us in just a few minutes here. Um, we'll see when Alex lets yeah, us know Yeah, Bag Milk to go. of uh, Oilers Nation. Oh, he's good to go. Let's get to Bag then.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chat bot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Beat writer with two E's, bagged milk. What kind of writer? Beat writer. And I'll have him actually explain that. Begged milk uh, joins us now. Begged milk's going to chat with us. Look at him. About Ethan Bear. Begged. He's in costume. Actually, he doesn't like to be called bagged. It's bagged milk, all one word. Bagged mm-hmm. milk, how are you doing today? You can call me whatever you
2: want, Quads. You know? <laughs> And, boys, that. I'm actually – I'm working on that graphic. I'm looking at it on the screen right now. I've got something coming where I'm going to have a little animated graphic for you there that looks better than just the little dude with the sunglasses in the in the white square. I've actually you know?
1: got a little graphic for you in a minute You're
2: going to have something a little
1: special. <laughs> I'll show you something a yeah, little bit here, Ben. We'll get it. to that in a minute, but we want to start – we're bringing you on here. Chat a little about Ethan Bear, former Edmonton Euler, now a Vancouver Canuck. Um, man, can you just talk us through – Maybe the the short stint, I guess, that Ethan Bear had as Nemitz and Oiler and how it kind of played out there to, to see him get traded to the Hurricanes.
2: Well, you know, anytime you see a guy that's a fifth-round pick, which he was 124th overall in 2015, you don't generally have uh, – maybe it's just me. You don't generally have high hopes that they're going to be a contributor at the NHL level. But then as you followed Ethan Bear along in Battle Thunderbirds, you just see, man, this, this kid can really fire it. Man, he can move the puck around holy cow, he may actually make the show if he continues to progress the way he did. And he did. He did that. He came up with the Oilers and he played really well. His first fold was in 2019, 2020. And I legitimately, at that point, after he had, I think it was somewhere around 20 points in that season, I thought this was a guy we were going to have in our top four for a very, very long time. His puck distribution skills are great. He just absolutely dummies it. He's got a cannon. So there's a lot to like about this player. But there's a whole lot that comes with a young guy like that where maybe his skating isn't quite where you'd like it to be. Maybe some of his decisions are quite where you'd like it to be. You know, he's a bust kind of player for the Canucks. There are going to be times when he makes a play, an outlet play, a long bomb pass right to, the, right to someone's stick that you're going to go, Whoa, where did that come from? And then there's going to be other times where he's going to go try and do one of those and it's the other team right on the blade in the slot that's ending up in the back of the net. So, I really liked this trade for the Canucks is he wasn't going to get it to do what he can do. All
0: right. We've, uh We've we've I think we've lost. We're lose. Milk. Yeah, we've we're lost in and out connection. on bag milk here. We'll see yeah. if
1: uh, Alex can get him reconnected. But uh some interesting points there still to take away. I mean, I think that's what we're expecting. Uh, from Bear, right? Like, I, I think he does move the puck. Well, you can see it in practice, right? Like, he moves yeah. the puck extremely well. I even think his shot, Um, don't get to see a ton of just like full on slap shots in practice, but I think that's going to be something uh, that he can actually bring a little bit to. And, and I think that's going to be interesting to watch if he does end up playing with Quinn Hughes at some point. And that's the right? thing. And that's right? going to be really interesting.
0: That's kind of the thing that I keep coming back to is you look at where the fit is stylistically, right? And again, Bruce Boudreau was asked today about, you know, Tough decisions coming up. And again, yeah. they're tough. They're tough. I understand it. But again, like Jack Rathbone, I don't think Jack Rathbone's done anything to s- prove that he should come out no, of the lineup.
1: But the way Boudreaux said it today was like, it's going to be very tough. It, it for sounds him, to
0: me like if I'm a betting man, it's going to be Riley Stillman going back in the lineup and Jack Rathbone coming out in his
2: place. Yeah. Oh, we, that? we've got baked milk. Boys, I'm back. There he is. Oh, fantastic. There he is. All right. Baked milk. Quads, yeah. You've been to the you guys have both been to this office. You know how the <laughs> internet, for an internet company, our internet is so bad. It is shocking. I don't know where I lost you guys, but basically what I was trying to get at is Ethan Bear is gonna be a guy that you're really gonna love. And then there's gonna be other nights where he frustrates you greatly because some of the decision-making with the puck is just going to go, you're going to go, man, where did that come from? How did you not see the guy standing right in front of the net that you passed directly to? Like if you remember in the bubble playoffs, the Oilers got knocked out by Chicago. Admittedly, they played awful, but they got knocked out. The winning goal against was came as a result of a pretty bad Ethan bear mistake. Now that happens. He's a young guy. If you put him in clutch situations, sometimes things happen, but, what I like for the Canucks here is that you've got a player that I believe is going to be motivated. He's a skilled player. He's going to help you guys move the puck up the ice and I don't, maybe a little bit of power play two time, maybe. I don't know how, how you guys stack up there, but you're getting a player for a very low cost of acquisition that can help your team improve. His His on ice numbers are always good. If you look at his 56.5 or basically six six Corsi last year in, in Carolina. He had a, his XGF is excellent. Again, there's a lot to like here, but it's a little bit of boom bust. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the gig in Vancouver, because I also think he's probably feeling a lot of pressure now. He's a young guy who's now in his third organization. So it's going to be interesting. I'm always going to cheer for Ethan Bear. And ultimately I think you guys got a beauty
0: he brought up that his fiance is from Kelowna and, you know, he's very excited to be back in Canada. How did he deal with the pressure of being in a Canadian market? Cause you know, Edmonton's a market similar to Vancouver. How did he
2: deal with that? It was tough on him after, especially after that playoff mistake, you know, cause it was like one of those ones where had the Oilers had another game or two or whatever in that series, you probably just forget about it as things go along. But when it's one of the very final plays you remember, he had a hard time with it. And I don't blame him because Oilers fans and just like any Canadian market can be ruthless when things are not going well. So I honestly think that he took way too much heat in Edmonton. He had a lot of backers too, tons, but he took a lot of heat on uh, after that playoff exit. He probably didn't have a great time with it. And, needed a fresh start. So if he can come into Vancouver and just be steady for you guys, if he can just be solid and just play quiet minutes while giving you a lot more of those, whoa, that was awesome than the, you know, than the cringe worthies, then you guys are gonna have a great player and he's gonna have a great time in Vancouver. There's a lot to like here. I keep saying it over and over again, but it's also gonna be up to Ethan Bear to live up to his potential.
0: Okay, stylistically, who's the best partner for him? I'm not gonna ask you to recite the Canucks uh, defense pairings, but you know, does it would he fit well, what, better? What worked in Edmonton. What was Yeah, his what best worked? Partner would he fit with there? A, would he fit with a guy like a Quinn Hughes or should he be with someone a little more
2: defensively minded? Ideally, you're gonna want somebody there that can cover up his mistakes a little bit. He's gonna be the puck moving guy on that line. So I don't know who you would have as like you're just, hey, this is your shutdown guy. I would put Ethan Bear with him. You have a guy who can't maybe move the puck up ice as nicely as you'd hope, but he defends well put Ethan bear with that guy because Ethan bear is going to fire pox up his first his exit passes are excellent, but it's the defending that he needs a little help with at times. So if the Canucks have somebody that's just a steady guy that maybe needs a little help moving the puck out of the zone, that would be the ideal scenario. Yeah, we don't have that, but Riley
1: Stillman, (laughs) (laughs) um, Hey, bag milk. Wanted to ask you about, um, I know, I know you must've seen this and Alex, you can pull this up. The, the Jesse Poyarvi, um, costume. I I think the best, masterpiece. the best we saw in the NHL, right? Uh, what did you think of it? It's
2: a it? masterpiece. Yeah. what did
1: you think of it? Any other Oilers it, ones better than this?
2: No, <laughs> I, I didn't see any NHLers that look better than this. The thing about Yasapuliarvi, first of all, how fun is he just to look at in general? The guy can lick <laughs> his own eyelids and I, you don't have many players like that in the NHL, right? So that number one, great. But the execution on this, like I'm a big Finding Nemo guy, mm. love that movie. It's one of Pixar's best. So to have him and his missus pull this off and execute at such a high level, come on, there's a lot to like here. There's tons to like. Even the fact that I don't remember the little girl's name now, but in the movie she's got that huge wide grin. <laughs> who's got a bigger? Who's got a bigger smile than Yesa Arvi? Come on, I love it.
1: We we absolutely love it. So for people on the podcast, uh, Jesse Prearvey dressed up as uh, from from Finding Nemo when Nemo's in the bag. The dentist daughter, the dentist girl, who's banging on the glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we love the. Co- I think this is the best in the NHL. But Alex, uh, can you pull up our, our remix one here? The the costume that didn't make it out uh, on Instagram because obviously this one came out. Here was our example of Jesse Prearvey with bagged milk instead, uh, which oh, could nice. be next year's costume. I think something you might be able to work in there.
2: Well. I think that I, I love this. There's a lot to like about this Photoshop. First of all, <laughs> hang it in the loof. I think it looks great. Maybe maybe behind you, Faber, there's a little empty space on the wall there. <laughs> yeah. You put that up there. That looked really nice. Well, Alex is yeah, putting weird things be behind great.
1: me on this green screen here. He's getting me, our producer here, he's ruining the show for me.
2: I, I just love this. <laughs> Anytime a Photoshop comes out with a bag of milk in it, I'm a big fan. Huge fan.
1: Love it. We'll have to see if uh, if this one gets around as much as the uh, the Finding Door, the Finding Nemo <laughs> one was just incredible. I think best costume we saw out there. I don't think Quads. Do you see any similar ones? Nothing even close. I mean,
0: Thatcher Demko as uh, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz was pretty good. Yeah, he was skipping around.
1: Well, Bag Milk, appreciate you joining us here, giving us some Ethan Bear talk, talking a little Finding Nemo. Uh, no Arby's talk today, but we went a different direction. We'll we'll save that for next week.
2: There's always time for Arby's favorite.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, is all right. That's Ben Milker there joining us here from Oilers Nation. Some interesting things about Ethan Bear there, of course. I think you know what was kind of interesting hearing him talk about that. I was like, oh, he's a shorter Tyler Myers, but I think defending wise, you know, like I always call it stationary defending, and that's something that I think yeah. when you are set up and you're kind of dealing with a cycle against you or the puck behind the net or just you're in position and waiting to see where the puck is and how to defend that. I think that might be a spot that I, that's, that is like exactly what I'm going to be keying in on watching bear in his first game as a Canuck. And, and as we heard from Bruce Boudreau today, Boudreau says, I'm excited to see him play tomorrow. So yeah, I expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the defense pairings. Let, let's quickly touch on a few other things um, that we took away from practice over the last couple of days here. Quinn Hughes, he was back on the ice yesterday. Uh, on Sunday. He was also on the ice today, skating with Luke Shen. We're expecting him to be in the game uh, against Devils on Tuesday. Uh, as we said, Ethan Bear should be in the line. Of, and Jake, uh, Jack Stadnica. Stadnica? Is that what we're saying? It This is going to be an interesting one. We'll wait for a shorty to say it on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's going to be playing on the fourth line. Uh, and that'll be, you know, they're going with him instead of Sheldon Dries, so you hope that he can bring something. He's a right shot center. Um and he's gonna be putting a to an opportunity to maybe kill some penalties. He's a little bit of a bigger body. Um he knows Dakota Joshua's little brother. He's best friends with him. Um so interesting thing. There just a couple little changes to the lineup. I think you know, I, I asked Quinn Hughes about this on Sunday. The way the Canucks are rolling right now, there is some momentum. Adding Quinn Hughes to what the momentum you have with this team is, I think they're gonna come out and have another good game on Tuesday here because of what the momentum has done couple of days off where, you know, they have some days off, and because of the wins that they've gotten they're under their belt now, you can actually appreciate those days off a little bit more than you would have if you're just a winless team up to this point. So uh, Tuesday, I'm, I'm feeling good about the Canucks going into to Tuesday's game against the Devils. Who, By the way, Devils are playing some good hockey right now.
0: I think, you know, okay, we talked about how, again, not trying to take anything away from the Canucks win against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is really struggling right now. The Devils aren't struggling, and the Devils match up very well against the Canucks. Uh, in terms of the Devils getting wins, so if the Canucks actually come out and have a good, you know, not even they don't even have to get the win. That's how low the bar is right now. They don't even have to get the win. They just need to put in a complete effort and not get blown out by the Devils. Yeah,
1: that's it. Can you get the lines up here, Alex? Uh, from today's practice, um, we did tweet some out because Brock Besser was on the ice today. Um, looked like he was kind of cycling in on one of the third line situations. I don't think we're going to see Brock Besser. He's a game time decision. Uh, Boudreau told us here. Uh, before the game against the Devils, I just don't think he wasn't on the second power play unit at practice today. Um, that's a spot where he is going to be. Know who was on the second power play unit, though? Love to see it. Vasily Pod Colson playing net front uh, on the second power play unit. So you like to see that, obviously, for the Vancouver Canucks. That's a spot where I think Pod Colson is going to be able to be at his best. Uh, but very similar looking lines to what we saw uh, in the last game. It's going to be Miller, Horvath, Garland again on your first line, because Menko, Pedersen, on your second line. Pod Colson, Amon, and Joshua is your third line. Then Pearson, Studnicka. Don't ask me. Studnicka? Yeah. We're going to work on that one. Uh, and Huglander on your fourth line. A uh, little bit of a different look on the fourth line, but I tell you, good depth on the wings here. You've seen a lot of good depth here. Yeah, absolutely. Have you looked behind you? No, I don't know what to be. Oh, geez, Louise. I got <laughs> Bag milk uh, being held by yessipoli RV. There we go. I okay. thought it was going to be the the Archer Seelaws behind me in the Halloween mask.
0: No, also, they asked Silas what his favorite uh, favorite candy was, and he, I I couldn't understand his answer. Like, I don't think he actually gave an answer. He just kind of laughed, but they kept
1: it in. Did you see what Silas was dressed up as? No, what did he dress as? Oh, I got it on my phone. I can't remember now. Wow, great story. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the poll question. Why don't you try and find his costume while I... Uh, well, I can. I got on my, the... f- my phone. There he is behind me now. Oh, yeah, there you go.
0: Okay. Friday the 13th, that's mm-hmm. what he was. All right, poll okay, question. Our poll question, brought to you by the great folks at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds. Straight Let's make, out let's of make your, them tomorrow on the show. I'm down. Okay, we'll make Straight them Straight out of your microwave or air fryer. We're going to eat them tomorrow. We're going to have them live on the show. Uh, go to atlasgds.com, locally owned and operated, right out of beautiful... Surrey, British Columbia. Our poll question today, which duo would you prefer on the third pairing? Rathbone Burroughs, Stillman Bear, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, so far 49% of voters saying Rathbone Burroughs. Let's we'll see where Alex is going to go here. 31% say Stillman. he angry? Still,
1: no, Alex is getting candy today. He's going to trick-or-treating.
0: 31% say Stillman Bear. He's not Bear, angry. Oh, is he angry?
1: Nope. 20% say they
0: are angry. Alex going with Rathbone Burrows joining the 49% percent of voters where did you land on this because I think I don't even have to say it's clear where I landed I'm Rathbone Burroughs yeah
1: I'm Rathbone Burroughs as well but it's it's going to be interesting and then Boudreaux was asked about this again today of hey, there's a lot of depth defensemen now to kind of work with here on your bottom pairing right mm-hmm. like we, we know what the top four is going to look like I think the only thing that might change is maybe Bear gets a shot with Quinn Hughes at some point right but I mm-hmm. think oh, aside from that it's going to be OEL Myers going to be Hughes and Shen Then you have all these four guys to work out in your bottom pairing. So, I mean, Bear is apparently going to play on Tuesday. I don't think he's going to be with Rathbone. This is how they've skated the last two days. This is why I put up the poll question, because I think they're going to run one of these pairings. I'd be very surprised if Rathbone and Burroughs both are out of the lineup. But but it it might actually, like, I don't think I'm going to be incredibly surprised. Because I think if you're looking at just, like, NHL players that a coach like Bruce Boudreaux believes in, he's probably picking Stillman-Bear. So who's your left side? Because, well, (laughs) OEL had a
0: maintenance day, so we're assuming he's going to play. So you go Hughes, OEL. He's on the ice today. Yeah, so you go Hughes, OEL, and Stillman, that's your left side. I think so. And then you got Shannon I I don't think I would
1: do that. I would like to see, like, hey, what does it look like watching Rathbone play with Bear? You talk about puck movers on your third pairing. I think you it know, looks like, like Bag Milk just said, he needs that steady guy. And again, I want to see it to believe it. Yeah, but, but you know what? These both of them have the ability to move the puck, though. And it's like, dude, if you're that good at moving the puck together, if you're both have sure. the option to do it, and you're getting softer matchups, yeah, and you got softer matchups. Do you? You don't need to have like a real stay-at-home defenseman on your third pairing. Let's let's see what it looks like, right? I think that's going to be the thing that'll be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Burrows on the left side with Bear. I think that's what we might end up seeing on Tuesday night. I think we'll we'll be. We'll know a little bit more tomorrow uh, by the time we get to the show because I'll be at practice, yep. see how things are going. Uh, I think it's going to end up being Burrows and Bear because I'm not 100% sure if Stillman's fully healthy, ready to go. Well,
0: well he is, I think. Boudreaux talked about Stillman, and he said, you know, when he was asked about his play so far, he said it's hard to get a gauge on it because he hasn't been healthy, so I'm looking forward to watching him. So like, he's going to play. He's okay. going to play, and again, like, I didn't think Jack Rathbone did anything to deserve to come out, but look, there's... Uh, you know, there's only so much playing time to go around. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how okay. the Canucks manage it. I'm team Rathbone Burroughs. But, hell, like you bring it up, Rathbone Bear.
1: I think I'd rather see that than hey, Stillman Bear. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah, wouldn't hate it. Um, You want me to talk about outs for a little bit? Mm, sure. I was out there on Saturday. I'll I'll do. I'll, I'll keep it quick. Yeah, keep it uh, quick. I was out there on Saturday. Uh, Linus Carlson, I, I, he's got eight points now in six games. He's the best player out in the Abbotsford at Canucks. I, I don't think it's even close. He's up a lot of points. I think forward-wise, and there's not really a defenseman that's sticking out as well that much, but I think Linus Carlson's the best player on the Abbotsford Canucks right now. Um, Daniela Klimovich, what do you think about this? He was healthy scratched on Saturday night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Colton, Jeremy Colton, the head coach out there, he said, you know, there's there's a lot of competition out there um, for these AHL players and the forwards specifically. So Klimovich he's going to have to step his game up, get back in the lineup here. Um, so a little bit of a, yeah, interesting for me. I I, I look at it and I'm like, okay, a little bit of that is on the player. A little bit of that is on the coach was making that decision as well. Like, you want it to you want this kid to work through those things, but you also need to, you know, I I, I think of it as like the carrot and the stick. You got to give them both. I think in a little bit, so it's fine to bench him for one game, have him as the healthy scratch. I I think if this is something that we see consistently as the season goes on, then you should be worried. Uh, but I, I also want to bring up, you saw this quads. I know you saw this, the jet woo hit. Right, yeah. from the other day? Booming. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to pull it up here on the screen for the YouTube folks. The Jet Woo hit that he laid to, on Friday night. Oh, my goodness. This is the biggest hit I've seen in a long time.
0: It looks like a Canucks game from 2004. Yeah, with the, the
1: colors and the broadcast Well, it's quality. the AHL game. It's not the greatest... Uh broadcast and and the they don't i don't think they have hd cameras yet or anything
0: hey speaking of broadcast we're expecting an announcement it's a we got the email yesterday major news announcement today at 2 30, 2 30 obviously yep. recording this about an hour before that so we won't have it till tomorrow but uh reporting from rick 2 30, well
1: known as dentist's favorite time of the day 2 30
0: oh okay okay thanks for that I'm uh, done. Reporting, I think I'm done yeah, for the day. Reporting from Dollywall that that will be a uh, TV, radio rights type of thing. Yeah, I don't related. think it's going to be. Uh, uh, Patty, uh, Patrick Johnson was tweeting that it was the name of the building, which will be interesting. It still says Rogers Arena, folks. We can see it from where we're sitting. Um, okay, Betway wrap up. In the no, let's get no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. What? Lane Peterson. He was okay. the best Abbotsford Canuck on uh, Saturday night. Sure. He's quick. Quick little kid. What You got the inside info on you, or I think you brought it up on Friday show anyways, didn't you? I did. Okay. He wouldn't, I asked him, like, do you know anyone in the Canucks organization? He didn't say it, and that, or they asked him that, the media. Then I asked him again, he's like, ah. Like, he was like, he didn't want to tell us. He's like, ah, my uh, my longtime girlfriend's brother's on the Canucks, I guess. And then I was like. I guess. So I was like, we already know. I was like, it doesn't, it's not like a big secret or anything. Yeah. Okay way, wrap up. Get us out here. No, not quite yet. They're Alex about. has to go trick or treating with his kids. I man. know. Lucas Forsell set up a game-winning goal on oh, uh, on Friday. Friday game. Hal Svenskin. Here it is. Lucas Forsell. Look at that. Fifty-one. Fifty seconds left. Two-two game. You getting Lucas Forsell out there, baby. He's ripping it up. I'm going to talk more about Jonathan uh, or not? Uh, not Myrenberg. I can't talk about him. Luker Mackey. I'm going to talk more about Luker Mackey on. Uh, Tomorrow show, okay? My throat will be a little bit better. But Fantastic. Here's, here's Philip Johansson. This is, uh, according to Patrick Alvin, this is everything. This is, this is the guy he's going to save the franchise here. Philip Johansson. He's the right shot defenseman. It's, uh, this is a slap shot from him in a game. He played 21-09 the other day. So he's the savior of the franchise. Right, D? People everything you a,
0: need. People got a kick out of you saying to Alvin what Johansson's ice time was in his last game, and Alvin nodding like he, knew, like he also he knew. He probably knew. Yeah, well, I, I don't think so.
1: Darth Canucks says crickets, yeah. That joke didn't hit very well. Yeah, no, it didn't. Okay, get us out of here. Let's go. We all gotta go what do you trick mean, or way. me and Alex have to go trick-or-treating. Oh. Yeah, okay. Shorter show today, I guess, because I gotta run down to Rogers Arena. You guys are going trick-or-treating. Um you gotta take your kids out with you. That's right. You you and Alex. Yeah. Um that way boost today. Uh my bet of the day. Ovechkin and Larkin to score. All they gotta do is score a goal, each of them. Uh Larkin's got like four goals in eight games. Ovechkin's got two in his last three. Larkin hasn't scored in his last couple, so I like this. At plus five hundred, these odds are pretty good. You put fifty down, you got three hundred back. What do you do with that? I don't know. You go to the store. Uh you go to super I went to superstore yesterday. They're two hundred and forty dollars. So huge haul at superstore yesterday. That's what I could have done if I would have hit this betway bet. So
0: Alright. Fantastic. Okay. Betway, uh, betway, betway. I quickly want to get to this before we wrap up. <laughs> Jarhead. Final, final thing we're gonna to get to from the chat. Jarhead said, "Can you guys recommend a good horror movie for tonight? Recording this on Halloween. I don't watch those things, man. I watched Beetlejuice for the first time yesterday. Horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a Halloween movie. But I watched that for the first time. I watched Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time last week. Okay, been on a real
1: Halloween movie. Kick. Tomorrow I'm going on a LeCarre Mackey rant for the. Oh, I forgot a prospect. Aiden McDonough, two goals on Saturday." fantastic and you'll have it all canucks? we'll have to see you'll have it all in your blackfish report which stuff right <laughs> dude i got a busy day ahead i'm still gonna go down there this major news announcement this is like it's gonna shake canucks land it's gonna bull everything's going to change after this 230 announcement and they're gonna tell me that uh you know rogers th- that they're gonna be whatever, the whatever we don't know what be. it is that's yet. what I, it's you know it's yeah. gonna, here's the thing we're changing the name from rogers arena to the Rogers Arena, it's going to be something ridiculous like that. I don't know. Okay. I used to work at Rogers. I, they didn't even. I didn't even have service inside the building. Okay. And the radio station. All right. And we'll no wrap service it up. inside the 650 studios.
0: We'll wrap it up there for my co-host Chris Faber, our technical producer. Look at Alex Ballard. Ballard.
1: Look at that, eh?
0: <laughs> yeah. You, oh my goodness! Your your head's uh, conveniently that line on the back of your head that you don't like. Is I think, think it's gotten better. Way? Oh, yeah, it has has gotten better. I got no more line in the back of my head. (laughs) All right. For my co-host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Lar, my name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation.
1: Coffee, Chris, best candy.
0: Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?